Hey guys, I'm Darren. And I'm Pam. And welcome to Head and Heart 1313. What's up guys? How are you doing today? It's been a long time, but we are happy to be back with you, talking to you once again. Oh yeah, definitely. It has been a pretty good week for us so far. Absolutely. It, it's, it's been a, a time for sure, but <laughs> we are ready to get back to you. We actually really missed you guys, so we're happy to be back always miss you um i'm just i'm just feeling really really encouraged by this podcast we're about to record yeah i would say so as well because if you know behind the scenes i would say satan probably doesn't want this podcast to happen but by gosh it's gonna happen i mean can just full transparency this is a re-recording a re-re-recording. Re-re-recording. <laughs> Guys, you do not want to know what all it took for us to get it out here. The important thing is we're recording live actually right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to put it out in probably 10 minutes after we are done recording. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you're getting this almost live and in color. <laughs> I like that. Live and in color. I know. But we are happy to be back to you. So if you were, first of all, always as always like my wife usually says thank you guys so much for liking our podcast sharing subscribing rating leaving comments whatever you do it helps the podcast out it helps us uh, get in front of other people who may um, need help and may need some encouraging things in their marriage so we thank you guys so much for being there with us but if you remember last time we talked to you we left you guys with Marriage Goals Part 1, and we told you there's a Part 2, and as promised, we are here to deliver that to you today. Really quickly, if you didn't listen to Marriage Goals Part 1, I encourage you to go do that first, but also, I do want to give a quick recap. Don't worry, it's not going to be enough to, um, you know, alleviate you from completely listening to the first one but it is going to be enough to catch you up just in case you don't have time and you really want to hear this part um basically we were talking to you about our marriage goals or the lack thereof (laughs) yes and um it was very interesting because you know when you first get married you think you have all these goals in life but they really aren't goals they may be expectations they They may be, be Um, just things that you assumed were going to take place in your marriage once you got married and, you know, coming to realize that it's not the case, um, can leave you, uh, wanting more, wanting more dissatisfied, maybe, you know, maybe irritated. Um, it can, it can bring about, um, all those ill will, ill feelings towards your spouse, but Mm. communication is going to be key in this so without further ado let's move into marriage goals part two yeah so this is going to be more of a a biblical i guess explanation of what we believe marriage goals should be so in doing our research we found a pretty well-known scripture that we actually believe maps out um what i believe what we believe god's intention of marriage to be for us now this scripture is talking more on a wild wider scale of things but I think it can actually be included in marriage as well so we're gonna go to one of our favorite passages it is in 1st Corinthians chapter 13 and we are going to start at verse 4 and it says love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast 
It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. There were, where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Yeah, I, and I know what we're talking about as far as the scripture is concerned. We're talking about, um, as far as what the scripture is talking about, we are talking uh, going about love. Mm-hmm. But that is one of the most important things when we're talking about a marriage, love, and how to love others. And the, and if you don't know how to love properly or in the right heart, um, it can cause different, you know, complications within your marriage, different communication problems, things like that. We really need to focus on how to love each other in the biblical sense and what it means. And so that is the reason why we specifically turn to this verse. So let's start out. I have a different version, but let's just start out because I also want to um, read through uh, a little bit of commentary, Tony Evans commentary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of the things that um, that he says starting off, which I love, is that biblical love is a decision to compassionately, righteously, and sacrificially seek the well-being of another. Now, I'm going to read it again, but I'm going to read it with extra emphasis on certain things, kind of like an amplified uh, Bible. Yes. And I want you to hear this this way. Biblical love is a decision, not merely a feeling, to compassionately, out of concern for someone else, righteously based on God's standard and sacrificially giving to meet a need seek the well-being of another notice each of the characteristics of love it is patient kind not envious not arrogant not irritable these things are only possible when we put others before ourselves let's talk about the first one Let's talk about patience. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what uh, it's telling, telling us in verse 4 when it says love is patient. It's going to be really, really hard for us to understand what love is. It's going to be really, really hard for us to display love if you don't have patience. If every time something rubs you the wrong way, you're, you're, you're blowing up and you're very impatient. That's not what love is. We have to be we're going to continue to go on this but slow to anger and we have to be willing to understand what each other is is trying to say you can't just blow up every time you really do have to have patience well patience i think we we were actually talking about this um last time we recorded this yeah um uh patience isn't really exactly um it's what you do it's how you're waiting Mm. It is how you wait. It's not really like the waiting aspect. Because when people think about, oh, you got to have patience. Oh, you just got to wait. You're going to do that regardless. Yeah, you are. You know, like it, um, if you're if you're trying to get the right job, okay, or you're looking for this specific job and it hasn't come yet and people are telling you to just be patient. Um, that They're talking about just wait. 
mm-hmm. you're going to be waiting regardless. You got to wait to get the interview. You got to wait to go to the second interview. You got to wait to, you're already going to be waiting. Patience is more about how you wait. Are you going to be complaining? And and I think in a marriage, patience um, really is, I, I'd say it has a lot to do with growth. Oh, that's good. I think you do have to grow in patience. That's something we say a lot of time in, in our house is that patience is something that you practice and you grow into it. You don't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be patient. No, you're gonna, your patience is going to get tested. <laughs> and that testing creates a growth and it creates an opportunity for you to grow in your patience and to be better at being patient with others as well. So you definitely have to make a concerted effort to be patient and to pass that class, if you will, that test of patience. You know, that is actually really good. I did not even think about it that way. I was thinking about it in a completely different way, but I love what you said because that's so true. Um, What I was thinking about is just kind of like, okay, I'm gonna reveal myself. I really sucked at cooking when we first got married. Mm -hmm. In fact, I didn't cook. Um, And Darren was really good at it. Um, but I was trying to learn how to cook and Darren exuded a lot of patience with me (laughs) (laughs) and in what I mean by that, it was how he waited. He didn't get frustrated with me and huff and puff and, you know, make some off the wall comment. He was patient as I learned, as I took time, as I found my rhythm, as I found my place and my pace in the kitchen, as I started to find recipes I enjoyed, he was very patient with me. And I'm not just saying that like it, that's the only way to be patient. It's other areas of growth in your marriage. If, if, um, if there is someone that needs to grow, um, even when it comes spiritually, um, if now, there's this whole thing about being unequally yoked and i want to bust that myth real quick that does not mean that you and your spouse should be aspiring at the same time to be pastors does that make sense okay yes like like the same thing yes you don't have to be doing the same thing um i what i mean by that is it's like darren is on a different level spiritually than i am on spiritually that doesn't mean we don't believe in the same things we do mm-hmm. it's just that my journey may not be as far along as his but i'm striving to i'm i'm striving to continue to go closer and closer and closer to god in 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 my own relationship mm-hmm. not in his relationship Right. I don't know if I'm making sense. No. I may be confusing people. But what I'm trying to say is that growth, uh, having patience in people's growth is not just limited to the, um, the, it's not just limited to, oh, she doesn't clean the house. Oh, he doesn't pick up after himself. Oh, they don't. It's not just limited to that. You have to be patient in other areas of your spouse's life as well. Yeah. Not just what they do around the house or what they do for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how you said that, you know, it's how you wait. And I think that goes back to it as well. When you're talking about patient, the thought and and how you said I was patient with you, if you will, uh, for, you know, learning how to cook better and things of that nature. Now, what the thought that came to my mind is this. 
I think sometimes when it comes to the marriage, we can actually be very impatient a lot of times with our spouses. But if, and this may not go over everybody, but if you have children, then you may actually be very well patient with them. And that doesn't mean that you're not impatient with your kids, but if you have younger children and they're trying, you're trying to teach them how to, you know, clean up a mess, then you want them to get the paper towels and try to clean it up. And they may do a, a horrible, sucky job at doing them, but you want to be patient and let them go through the motions of trying to do that. And we afford that to children sometimes, but sometimes we don't afford that same type of patience to our spouses. Mm -hmm. We expect them to get on our level or mm -hmm. the level that we want them to be at mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying to you is that, no, I think we should actually take some of that similar approach. You know, the same way we have the, the same kind of patience, the same way we wait on our children, mm -hmm. the same way we should wait on our, our spouses as well. We should have that same kind of patience and say, hey, I'm gonna be here with you until you you know get it right or do better at whatever it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly exactly yes. i love that i love the the um example that you gave as far as like with the children because that's very very important mm -hmm. so love is how you wait Yes. with your spouse spouse in different areas of their lives when they're going through different storms or different situations love is patient yes um love is kind yes it does not envy it does not boast right let's mm -hmm. go to love is kind and i mean i think that just speaks for itself be kind it to one another yeah absolutely i mean you you you, you clearly just want to treat the daughter of god or the brother or excuse me, or the son of god your brother, if it's your wife, of course, in the way that they should be treated. You want to recognize them as a child of God first. And if you understand that, then you be kind to them, you treat them. You, uh, what does the, um, the Bible say um, with the, the two greatest commandments? You know, love God and then love others like you love yourself. And hopefully everybody here loves themselves and hopefully are kind to themselves. And at that point, love each other and be kind to each other as well. Yeah, I think um, kindness is is not it, it goes without saying, but I also feel like it needs to be said because there are often times where um, there are situations that arise in a marriage where you have the mm. opportunity to not be kind yes. to your spouse. And um, as a person who's very big on words. I feel like it's very important that you always take the time to speak love and speak life mm -hmm. over your spouse and to your spouse because it matters. Yes. It's the choice you make. Yeah. You make the choice to be kind. And it, although we all know what kindness is, we all have to make the choice to be kind. And like you said, there are always going to be opportunities where you can choose not to be because something got on your nerves. But even in that, you should still choose kindness. Now, go ahead. Oh. So if you continue to move forward, the part that I love that I can on a lot of time is it does not envy and it does not boast. It is not proud. So what does that mean in marriage, I believe? And I think sometimes uh, the way we described it, um, one of the other times that we recorded, is that 
you know, each person brings something to the table when you become a spouse. God put you guys together for a reason and you guys both have strengths and you both have weaknesses. And a lot of in a lot of occasions, whatever my weaknesses are, um, my wife would be strong in those areas and vice versa sometimes. Yeah, we need each other. Yes, we need each other. So we have these weaknesses for a reason. But what we can do is start envying our spouse's strengths because we don't have them. I think that that's very important because um, I think that goes back, honestly, to to what I was trying to explain. Like, I'll, I'll just use Darren, for example. He's very good at forgiving people. That's just one of the things that he's able to easily do. That's not one of my strong suits. Um, I am always trying. <laughs> but that's the thing that I was talking about. We're not equal in that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're not equal equally um, yoked on that thing, but I'm striving to get to that point where I instantly forgive. Yeah, and so, um, and it can I don't want to be envious of that. Um, it is a little difficult when you know you have someone that you know you <laughs> has a really hard day, or someone says something wrong, and then the next few minutes they're like, oh, well, you know. God loves them. And you're like, wait a minute, what? No, <laughs> you forgave them already. Um, so just just looking at that, I listen to um, how he speaks. And, you know, he's a really good speaker. Um, he has a very strong voice when he speaks. And it doesn't waver. As for me, mine wavers a lot because I get nervous in front of people. Not saying he never gets nervous in front of people, but his doesn't show as often as mine does. It's not as apparent. And that can be, um, I can become envious of those um, strengths that he has, but I really don't need to be. I, because they are for our betterment, uh, for our our betterment is what I meant to, yeah, I said yes. it. <laughs> You are far too kind, and I love you for that. Mm -hmm. You definitely have strengths of your own that I've told you about as well because you're such an incredible writer. And I was like, man, I wish I could pen whatever it is I'm trying to say as good as you express yourself. But I love the fact that God brings us together and we both get to partake in the strengths that we each one of us bring to the table. So my strengths are not just for me. They're for you as well. Exactly. And so are yours. Exactly. I heard someone, I heard this in the movie, and I love it. This married couple, this guy was just talking about how he wanted to come to a, um, they were immigrants, and he was talking about how he came to America, and he was going to accomplish all this stuff, but his, he's like, but here you are, he's speaking to his wife, and you were the one winning all of the awards and everything, and she said to him, she looked at him, and she said, my accomplishments are your accomplishments, mm -hmm. and I just love that. Yeah. Um, because truly that is how I feel like yes. I, my wins are your wins Absolutely. and, and wins for the kingdom ultimately. And so, so, so grateful for it. But also to turn the flip side, we're not boastful about it either. No. Like just because I have a strength in writing doesn't mean I'm going to then turn and be unkind to my husband and say, you know what? You suck at it. Right. Or, you know, you could do a little bit better because, see, when I write, I do this and I do that. And you, you don't do this. And, you know, that's not that's good. not good. <laughs> no. And like from the wider scale, that's what God is, is telling us in this scripture. And it says it does not boast. It's not proud. It's because we recognize that any strength or gift that we have is because God has chosen to give it to us. 
and he's the one that deserves the boastfulness and the bragging, if you will. So thank God for it, but don't be putting it all on yourself for what you do. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so and I, I guess that can go hand in hand with not being arrogant as well. Mm-hmm. What I really want to get to is the next part, which is said a little bit differently yes. in my Bible, um, the version I have. It says that it is love is not irritable. Mm. It's not irritable. Are you easily irritated by your spouse? Ooh. I mean, because listen, they... <laughs> You're living with a whole other human that grew up in a whole different lifestyle than Mm -hmm. you grew up with. So, of course, you're going to have differences and little things that may get on your nerves. But we're not to be easily irritated by that. No. I mean. (sighs) Yep. I just, I just, because I say this because, like, I know there are things about me that I'm, that are irritating to my husband. Um, but I also know we've been together long enough to where it's just kind of like they probably don't irritate him anymore. And maybe they still do. But he also easily forgives. That's one of his strengths. So yeah. he doesn't let it bother him. <laughs> yeah. And that's weird. I like yours says, yours says uh, irritating. Mine says it does not dishonor others. Mm. It's not self-seeking. You know, and it's, it's, it is not easily angered mm-hmm. and keeps no record of wrongs. And I think that goes back to, you know, we brought up the forgiveness aspect. And I think that's what it's talking about here. You, you, you have to always honor people. And that's something that I think society is, is lacking on these days. It's just actually showing honor and giving honor to where honor is due. And especially within your marriage as well. I think you always should be working to honor and show honor to your spouse, um, especially in today's world, because the society just doesn't want to and if I'm, if I'm not going to be my wife's biggest cheerleader then nobody else is going to be it that's for sure so you have to honor each other but you also can't uh, be easily angry you have to be like we've said walk in forgiveness but don't keep record of what somebody does and I think that's an issue in marriage because you'll find where you may have a disagreement about something and then you always go back to some, something old that irked you and you bring up that record because you still been keeping a record of this. Like you remember that time when you did this and how that made me feel and things of that nature. You, you, you got to let that go. Love does not continue to remember that in, to throw it in your face later on. Love does not throw wrongdoings in your face. Love forgives and moves on. You know, that can be difficult. It can be. And I just don't want to gloss over it like, oh, you know, easily. Mm-hmm. You know, don't keep any records of wrong, record of wrongs. But it's not as easy as it is, as it sounds, um, but it takes discipline. Oh, and what yes. you've got to understand is anything that you're going to do in your marriage, all these things that we're talking about, it all takes discipline. It yeah. takes you making the choice. What I was reading to you about earlier it says biblical love is the decision not merely a feeling love is a choice and you have to choose to do that every day you have to choose to be patient you have to choose to be kind you have to choose um to not be boastful not be envious or arrogant and and not be rude or irritable towards your spouse and you have to choose to forgive and not keep a record of the wrongs because we are all sinners uh, sinning and falling short of the glory of God Mm -hmm. in our life. Okay, let's just make that clear. Um, And the thing about that is 
we have to we at some point you're gonna need that forgiveness and you don't need that record you You don't need that on your record you don't need anyone bringing that up to you right and and hopes to um, take some of the pressure off you because it sounds like it can be a lot of pressure where we have to always make this choice to do this and we should i'm not going to sugarcoat that we should always make the choice to do some of the things my wife has just mentioned but the contingency plan is also here as well because if you do fall short and you do at one point you know get irritated or become impatient then at that time it's your spouse's turn to now make the choice Mm -hmm. to also easily forgive and Mm -hmm. don't keep a record of wrongdoings Mm -hmm. because for that same reason we all have fallen short we've all made some mistakes and that's what's what i think is beautiful about this contingency plan because yeah we should make this choice at all times but if we fall short then if you're in a marriage your spouse at that point should also be ready and willing to step up yeah and yeah. forgive at that point. You know, um, I'm going to get to the, I'm going to read this uh, part right here, but then okay. I'm going to go ahead and read it from uh, the commentary because this is really good. Verse six says, love finds no joy in unrighteousness, or, but rejoices in the truth. Mm-hmm. And it says it like this. Love does not affirm someone in their sin nope. or their false beliefs because love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Yep. That is so good. When Very. you look at it and you think about like you 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 don't just let your spouse mm-hmm. that you say you love go down a damaging road. Yep. A heartbreaking path. You don't just let them um you call out the sin. Yep. You have to. You can't be afraid to call out the sin. You call it out and you you make sure that you do it in love. You have to. And patience and kindness. Right. Mine uh, says, Lord, love, excuse me, does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. So that's what love does. If you see your spouse, like my wife just said, you're going down a path that love shouldn't be going down. <laughs> love does not turn a blind eye to it and just let your spouse continue to do that. That is the opposite of love. It's the opposite of love. Absolutely. When you, you know, allowing your spouse to do something that is harmful to themselves or others around them or to you just because and you're using the sake of love or the idea of love as the reason why you're doing it. Um, actually, I'm sorry to tell you, my friend, that is really not what's going on. In fact, no. it is quite the opposite. I will give you an example. Um, and I think we talked about this before. Uh, there are times where when I want to talk to Darren or I just want to vent mm-hmm. and I just want to let him know how I feel about what's been going on in the day. Yeah. And I'm, you know, cause there are times where you don't want your husband to fix anything. You just want him to listen. <laughs> and so in the listening, um, I will start saying things and, and what Darren has done is he has fine tuned his ear to hear damaging things that I might be saying about myself or about my life and stuff. And and he will forego the original plan to let me vent and just come back and say, well, no, that's not true. He will come back and speak life and speak love over the situation and what I'm saying. He won't continue to let me go down that path. Uh, um, and he won't, he just, he won't let me continue to do damage in that way. Um, because of, he knows what the outcome is. And I have to applaud him for that because as irritating as it is, and as much <laughs> as I don't appreciate it in the moment, truthfully, I can say that is love. Yeah. Love is not sitting there letting me vent and talk bad about myself. Love is hearing me when I speak and then coming back and say, and, and then speaking truth over the lies that you know you heard. 
and and that is something that he does and you have to be able to do that too and ladies i'm telling you if your husband does that please do not jump down his throat because he didn't let you finish talking bad about yourself um just take a moment take it in and then thank you that was awesome We all heard the phrase that misery loves company. Well, it, it, misery does love company, but love won't be the thing that's that's the company for misery. Love will not stand. Love will actually get rid of misery. It does not accompany misery in anything. It's, it speaks life, and it brings love back to the table. Absolutely. So that's what we have it to do. It brings love back to the table. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. The last verse we're going to go through, and then we're going to like give you some things to focus on. The last thing we're going to go through is verse 7, and it says, It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And in the commentary, it goes on to say, Love does not quit. It endures through thick and thin. Yeah. I mean, if that isn't just the definition of marriage. Yeah, it does. Perseveres. Perseveres. It doesn't quit. No. Through thick and thin. And and and, and there's going to be some thickness. The mm-hmm. enemy is coming for your marriage because he hates it. Yep. He's not for it. And so once you recognize that you are not fighting against each other, that you're fighting with each other against a situation, you can face this the way God intended you to face it. Amen. And that is very important for us to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. I, I think we just had a couple of things we wanted people to focus on. Yeah. One of the things I think that you should focus on is um, friendship. Absolutely. It's very important that your spouse is your best friend. <laughs> Come on, guys. You, you, you have to. I mean, hopefully you guys love each other, are working towards loving each other. And it's just really important for you guys to really be friends. Because at some point in time in your life, you're going to run into a situation where, you know, you know, just the things that you may have been infatuated with at one point in your marriage, physical aspects or looks and things of that nature may kind of fall away or may not be as important as it as it used to be. However, if you're friends, you still enjoy each other's company. You still love to be around. You remember being maybe being a child and you had that best friend and you couldn't wait to get around your best friend because it can be a boring day, but as long as you two got each other, y'all find some way to have fun. Or maybe when you and your spouse first started dating and you couldn't wait to wake up and, you know, see them when, when you saw them. Or if you dated as young as me and Pamela did, couldn't wait to see them at school and walk them to class or meet them at the locker and stuff like that. It was a highlight of your day. If you get to a point where your spouse truly is your best friend and you just enjoy their company, y'all laugh together and talk together and just like being in each other's spaces, that will last so much longer and do so much dividends and so much greatness in your marriage. Absolutely. Plus, you know what? If you have kids or if you're yeah. desiring to have kids, they're going to grow up one day mm-hmm. and they're going to leave the house and then it's just going to be you and your spouse. You are no longer running the household to get the kids to their sports activities mm-hmm. or to the school or or even for us, like to the activities with their homeschool co-op. You're no longer fixing dinners for friends in the neighborhoods and things of like that. It's just you and your spouse. What are you guys going to do and 
what are you guys going to talk about? Yes. I think one of the most important things that Darren and I have done this year is bring back, um, make sure that our friendship and our relationship together is at the forefront and, and held to um, a higher position than it previously was. Yeah. We try to make sure we have a date night every week or we spend a day together where there are no kids involved and it's just me and him. Yeah. And we get to talk and we get to enjoy each other and we get to go back to those things and you know what we don't discuss or we try not to discuss kids <laughs> um we try to discuss things that don't have anything to do with our our day-to-day life and right. what we do because at the end of the day when that's all done once we're retired not and not saying it won't matter anymore but that won't be the main topic of discussion so we need to be able to communicate with each other in different ways and mm. honestly truly yep. he's my best friend yes absolutely you are mine and you actually just mentioned, <laughs> I think, one of the next key points. Oh, communication. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is going to be key. We, we already know that. If you listen to some of our past podcasts, you know, shameless plug, go back and listen to those. Communication is very key and important in your relationship. Um, you have to know how your spouse communicates. That's another, that's in that podcast as well. And the best way to communicate with them. It's important to understand how you both, how you receive communication yourself and then how your spouse receives it as well. So you can say the things that you really mean to say. Um, the thing I've been trying to work on here lately myself is like my wife just said earlier in this podcast is that she, uh, words mean something to her. So I can say something and in my head, I'm saying it this way and I hear it this way, but when she hears it, it goes left or a way I did not expect it to go. And I have to understand, well, now I can see how she took it that way because this is what I said and this is what it meant and I have to make sure I slow down and, and, and understand what is the idea that I'm trying to get across and make sure I'm explaining it the best way possible. So practicing that with your spouse with communication is going to be key. Communication is always key. And like he said before, yes, we do have a podcast dedicated to communication because it is so important. Mm -hmm. It is one of the things that you have to be able to, to do if you are married. You have to be able to do to make sure you have any good relationship with anyone. That is true. You have to know how to communicate with them, whether it's your friend, whether it's your coworker, or your boss, or whoever, mm -hmm. your neighbor, but especially your spouse, because they are with you day in and day out, and communication is always what matters yes 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 uh the last thing uh one of the, the last thing for you to focus on when it comes to having a good marriage or are focusing on marriage goals that's what i'm trying yes. to say biblically speaking prayer you didn't think we were going to leave that out did you <laughs> i hope not it is the <laughs> biggest thing um i think we posted something on our instagram yesterday about prayer because it is honestly the most important thing that you can do for your marriage it's not the only thing that you can do but it is the most and should be the first thing that you do for your marriage many of the battles that you face in marriage can be fought through prayer and if you are not taking your concerns if you are not taking matters to god if you are not even allowing him Ooh. entrance into your marriage before stuff starts i mean honestly you've already given up half of the battle yeah. you want to invite god in before things take place you want to pray over your spouse you're not just praying about your situation you're praying let me tell you something one of the revelations that god gave me um, a long time ago when I started praying for my husband because you know I'm young and I'm like you know what I am going to be praying for my husband and the first thing that comes to my mind is like Lord I pray that he um, 
always finds me beautiful and that he never looks at any other um, person and that, you know, like not terrible prayers, but kind of selfish. <laughs> um, and, you know, God, God redirected my heart and said, you know, if he focuses on me and he's focused on my word and my will, he doesn't have time. He's not going to get distracted with these other things. Mm -hmm. And so that let me know that I need to be praying for his mind. I need yes. to be praying that he be that he is following the will of God, that he is always seeking and bringing his questions and his concern to God first, that he seeks his voice, that he is um that he is uh what he has a good relationship with God. Amen. And that is one of the things that I pray for with for my husband because honestly that's what's going to because of the saying that we have that we always say you get your mm -hmm. relationship right with god all your other relationships will fall under under that and be good as well yes we fully believe that so i'm praying for my husband's relationship with god because i know if he has a good relationship with him then his relationship with me and his relationship with his children um yes. will be good as well and so pray over your spouse pray for their day pray for what they're concerned about it's not saying that you shouldn't take time to pray for the things you're concerned about as well but really it's being selfless in that moment and it's taking time to see what's best for your spouse and what matters most um, and pray over those things please pray for the things you're concerned about but pray over your spouse yeah absolutely absolutely I think um, so the only thing I'll leave you with because I think my wife said it all best is that when you think about prayer I would think about it as medicine Prayer is medicine. There's two different types of medicine that you could probably take. One I, I think of as preventative medicine, like maybe vitamins of some sort. So you pray for situations um, that haven't even showed up yet, and you pray for them in advance that God will, you know, cover you guys and protect you and keep you safe and keep your marriage safe because the enemy is going to try you and he is going to protect, try to um, come at you. That's what he's going to do. The other one is if you are actually going through something. Mm. So now the enemy has attacked you. So now you need the medicine to where you can get the enemy up off you. Mm -hmm. Now you need the the treatment, if you will, because you actually are going through something. You're trying to have surgery, and we're going into spiritual surgery right now. Be ready to, uh, to do both of those because you're going to need both of those. Both of those are important. You want to keep some things at bay. You know, by preventative medicine and praying um, normally. But if you guys are going through something together, it's time for you guys to latch up together, hold tight to each other, get on your knees together and hold hands and pray to your father together and watch him move in your situation. So prayer is important in those two different types of prayer. Keep those in mind when it's time for you to go to battle. Very, very good. Very important. So just a quick recap for you guys. What we want to focus on, one of the most important things that we need to do in our marriage is love our spouse. And yes. God clearly lays it out to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting at verse 4, on how to love. We are patient. We are kind. We don't envy. We're not mm -hmm. arrogant, not irritable. And we keep no records of wrong. Absolutely. What else we do when we love? We find no joy in the unrighteous and we rejoice in the truth. And we endure all. Yes. I think that that is so important to go along with that. Focus on these three things throughout the week, um, throughout the rest of um, uh, your time together. Mm -hmm. Focus on your friendship with your spouse. Yes. That is so important. It's going to um, 
boost your marriage. Yes. Focus on communication with your spouse. Yes. That's very important. It Learned will it. also boost your marriage. Yes. <laughs> it could restore your marriage. You may yes. not even know that um, communication is hindering things, but it very well could be. So focus on that. And last, but certainly not least, you could definitely put this in the first place. Focus on prayer because it's what will save your marriage. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So what we always do, we're going to end in prayer um, for this. So we're going to go ahead and pray and get our way out of this. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, so much for this opportunity to get this message to your people, uh, to uh, couples um, that want to start. And Lord, we just thank you that you continue to um, move in their lives, that you continue to speak to them, Lord God, and guide them and help them to com help them to communicate better become better friends and start praying together even more than they do now lord we thank you so much we give you praise and glory for this time in your son jesus name we pray amen amen see you later next time guys bye bye